So this is Matt Joseph. You uh, you were born uh, here in Baltimore, grew up in Essex. Essex mm-hmm. went to Calvert Hall High School. Um, I was a soccer player, so that's what I did best. And then I also did a lot of drinking and and partying on the weekends. Yeah, I was able to earn a, a full scholarship to a Division One university. So you, you knew there were classes, and you did attend some of those, but it was really about soccer and partying. Yes, and it gave me a lot more freedom to, to do that. My alcoholism progressed, you know, so by the second semester, I was barely hanging on. And by that time, you were pretty much out of control with, with chemicals. Yes, very much so. So uh, the school took away your scholarship, yes. which that was the only reason to go. Yeah, I went to work. I started an apprenticeship as an iron worker. Um, it was a three-year apprenticeship, and I did that for about eight years. By age 25 to 26, I purchased my first home, and life got good and life got busy. And I put my recovery on the back burner, and I s- slowly slipped away from what I needed to do, what, what got me to that point. I ended up relapsing on opiates. That's when it really got bad. It went downhill from there quickly. I was out of work because I totaled my vehicle drinking, and I could not work because I broke my hand. Iron workers need their hands. You need your hands. So I, was, I knew I was going to be out of work for at least the time it would take for me to finish my associate's degree. So I looked at the time I was going to be off and the time I had, and it fell right into place to where I could go back and, and at least get my associate's degree out of the credits that I had earned. So I did that right before I came here the first time. When you got here, your drug of choice at that point was? Um, by the time I got here, I really wasn't drinking anymore. Opiates had just completely taken over my life. Uh, I got into heroin, you know, raw heroin, right before I got here. And And you really thought you were out of control and really needed something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't live with it, and I couldn't live without it. You know, I was starting to do things that were completely, you know, out of characteristic for me, doing things to support my habit. You know, I was losing everything. I, at that point, I was losing my house. You know, my life was completely falling apart. I lost my job, totaled my vehicle, you know, broke my hand. My life was snowballing out of control. So when you got here... Did you know about the spiritual focus of the program when you before you arrived? Actually, I did just from going online, you know, and I was pleasantly surprised to to learn of this the spiritual um, recovery program here um, when I did that because I knew just through my experience with Alcoholics Anonymous and the one year that I had put together that you know spirituality was the foundation for recovery. So that wasn't a big part of your upbringing, but you got a sense of real spirituality from AA. Well, you know, I I was brought up in the Catholic Church. I went to Catholic high school, but for me, it, it wasn't a way of life. It was kind of like, you know, I went to church here and there, and it was kind of like just to check off the box that I'd done. It yeah. wasn't a life. It wasn't a way of life for me. So the spiritual sense really started with AA. I'd say the seed was planted okay. when I got to AA. Where I'm at spiritually today, you know, is a direct result of this program and completely surrendering to that. I don't think I ever truly surrendered the first time around in AA. And the fact is you didn't really completely surrender your first time around here either, did you? That's that's true. Th- that first time, you, you stayed how long? Um, five and a half, six months, right in there. Which in is there. the uh, point where you're eligible to go to work. Correct. So you left here 
knowing you had a job, thinking you were okay now. I, I've I've been clean six months, and so you left. How long did you stay clean after that? It was really only a couple of weeks. Um, First paycheck? I would say I made it to about the second paycheck. Second paycheck. Yeah, it didn't take long. You know, I, I made a poor decision and went into a restaurant to watch the World Cup soccer game. I watched Germany against the United States, and, and I didn't go in there with the intention of picking up a drink, which to me has been a huge learning lesson that how cunning and baffling this thing yeah. can be and how yeah. I need to constantly be aware of my decisions and, and the p- position I put myself in because I had no intention of going in there and having a drink, and I did. I picked up a drink. You know, I blacked out and came to in central booking. Uh, that night? That night. So you had more than one. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, once I have one, you know, yeah. I can't stop. Well, I came to, and then I, I couldn't believe that I had left the mission doing so well, and that quickly things had changed. And Just uh, a couple weeks. Just a couple of weeks. Yeah. The guilt of that poor decision really ate me up because I knew that I should have been here. You know, I started something here that I didn't finish, and you know, it led me back. You know, then I had court dates and, and time I had to serve for that third DWI, and and all that kind of led me back into what got me here in the first place was my opiate addiction. I was dealing with them even worse than, than the first time I got here. It was definitely a progression there. And then how much jail time did you do at that when, when you wound up doing jail time? I just did eight weekends. Okay. So from the time you uh, woke up in central booking to the time you came back to helping out mission was how long? I want to say seven months, seven, eight months. So about the time you should have graduated, you were showing back up as a brand new seat again. I was almost. coming back and guys <laughs> were graduating, you know, yeah. when I when I would have graduated if I would have stayed pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that the the bad decisions were really eating you up. You really knew better. Did you have a spiritual awakening before you got back, or did that sort of hit you after you got back? Well, I think it was a process for me. Yeah, um, I went through a lot, and getting over that guilt and shame and coming back through the door was a part of that process of the spiritual awakening for me. I think fear keeps a lot of guys from from making the decision to to surrender again and the embarrassment of that you know and, and when I came back here I felt as if almost as if I never had left people remembered me and that meant a lot to me I knew from the beginning coming back after my first experience that this is where I needed to be and I wasn't going to put any finish lines on it, it you know I was going to put one foot in front of the other and, and really dig into what this program had to offer and for me it it has been time to really get into the Word and really understand what, you know, the message of the Gospel. That's what the program of the Hubbard Mission has really offered me, is an opportunity to take a time out on life and to really dig into what the Gospel message is, you know, that it's there for us, for people like me, for bums like me, yeah. you know. And it's just become more and more clear just how much this second time through you really made a spiritual connection with the God of the Bible and the message of the Bible, and it's really it's really touched your life, and I, I really have heard it and, and seen it, and that's very exciting for me because that's that's why I left my job to see that kind of stuff happen. 
So then when it got back to your second time here, and I got to know you because, oh, maybe into your second month here, you became my assistant there at the back of the class. I watched you and just quietly do your job. And I, I kept hearing you say things that let me know you really got this spiritual recovery thing going and your your interest in, in the Bible and your biblical walk was really a priority for you. Yeah. I, I could really see it. Now, um, what are the kinds of things you do or don't do now that you think are really important for your recovery? Well, I take it one day at a time. I start my day off, and before I even get out of bed, I have my own little morning devotion mm. where I get into the Word. You know, then I go to the chapel, and I hit my knees, mm. and that's how I start every day. Interesting. You know, and in that process, I feel as if I'm admitting that I'm powerless, that I'm coming to believe, and then I'm turning that my will over to God every morning when I do that. And then I keep a conscious contact with God throughout the day. I ask Him to help me through whatever I'm going through and I rely on that power source outside of here I'm connected with Alcoholics Anonymous I have a home group I have a sponsor I work the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous with my sponsor Um, but for me it's not just about AA I I like a combination of of that and um, and church I attend church regularly now on on Sundays You, you, you started going with some of the guys here you guys all started going to a church and, uh, and that really worked for you and a and, and bunch of them. But then what happened? You know, I believe that um, that God's really been working in my life, and the people in my life can see that. It's kind of brought my family together. Um, now my mom and, and my aunts and uh, my brother, we all attend church, and friends of mine that, are, that aren't in recovery, you know, just friends that I've had, you know, along the way that have kind of, we've all kind of come together. You know, we all attend church on Sundays. It's really been remarkable. Uh, that's that's so exciting. And as a dad, to see your son making these steps, I can imagine how great that is to your mom and, and your aunts and people that know you and love you. Now, talk a little bit about your college career because you, you got your AA. You already had that. So then you decided, and I remember the day when you when you came and told me, I'm, I'm going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And you you officially started your college career with a scholarship. How long ago? That was in '98, so 17 years ago now. <laughs> 17 years ago, you started your college career, and it looks like next year you'll be able to graduate. Yeah, the 20-year so, plan. Yeah, yeah, the 20-year plan. Uh, at this point, I'm I'm a junior at the University of Baltimore. I'm majoring in human services. You know, it's. It's interesting because it ties into exactly what I want to do with my life as far as helping people. That's what drew me to that major at, at the University of Baltimore. You you are a bright guy, but boy, have you been blessed. Yes. Absolutely have. have. You know, I've been able, through this walk and this journey and what I've been through in my life and, and my spiritual walk, I've been able to change my perspective on things like that when they happen. I put things in, in God's hands, and I, and I ask him to give me guidance, turn it over to him, and you know, let, things, let him work things out for me. For me, running has been a huge part of, of my experience here and my recovery. I draw my strength from my spirituality. 
but the physical part of it with running and the endorphins that are released from that and, and the physical benefits are a major part of my recovery today. Running um, is a good time for me to, to have time to myself mm -hmm. and to kind of meditate as I run. You know, it really clears my mind. It gives me an opportunity to reflect on things that are going on in my life. You know, it really helps me to clear my mind and, and focus. I ran my first marathon. I ran the, the Baltimore Marathon. And up until that point, what's the longest either race or even training run you'd ever done? Well, in the training for the marathon, the longest I had ran was 20 miles. Okay. And that was significantly further than anything I'd ever done up until that point. Did you run any races prior to the marathon? I might have been in a 5K here or there, but nothing. Actually, I ran a half marathon, the Frederick Half Marathon, in my mid-20s. Okay, okay. Now, all right. So that goes back a few years. Well, I was able to put a pretty pretty good time together. I ran it in three hours and eight minutes. And for my age group, that qualified me to run in the Boston Marathon. That's a big deal. That was quite a feat. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, you know, as far as in terms of my recovery and how that kind of fits in, you know, I didn't get to play my senior year of college. And sports was always such a major part of my life, and that, that was heartbreaking when I didn't wasn't able to do that. God giving me the opportunity to be able to do something like this, and to do it in this fashion for this purpose, which I was I was running the the marathon. That's what means the most to me, and kind of how all that came together for me, is has really been a blessing. You're a guy who 17 years ago started a, a very promising college career. And just managed in three years to just wash it all down the drain. Mm -hmm. And here we are now, 17 years later, and just everything's coming back around. Yeah, I don't get to play my senior year, but as a senior, I'll be able to go and run in the Boston <laughs> Marathon for the Helping Out Mission. So you're going to do it? I'm going to do it. Oh, Matthew, that is just so wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's just great. Anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, I'd like to say that... Um, you know, I just wanted to express my gratitude for um, for the Helping Up Mission. You know, I love the Helping Up Mission and what what um, we represent here. You know, the way that that God works through this place and and the grace and mercy that I've received here. I don't deserve it. There's nothing that I could do to uh, repay the Helping Up Mission for what they've done for me. And you know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity that I've had here you know, to become the person that, that God intended me to be. And, of course, you're going you're gonna to graduate from here this year, but you are going to stay on as you finish your college career and then see what the next step would be after that. But so you'll be here, really, for another year yeah. as, you, uh, as you finish up your college career. Yeah, I don't plan on going anywhere. All right. I'm really happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And, of course, we got to know each other a little extra because of your job with me. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really so happy for what, what's happened in your life. And you've been a good illustration about what, what it really can all be about. One day at a time, just as you said, we just keep working it one day at a time, and we expect the coolest stuff to happen. Absolutely. Anything else you want to say? No. Thank I'm you. Done. All right. All right. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you. That was really good.